With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, right, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor, Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, from the University of Connecticut. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. And man, oh man, does it feel good to be a Celtics fan right now? How are you feeling, Sam? I honestly, I'm on cloud nine. I mean, I I still haven't come down since Friday night. One one of the most stressful events that I've watched. Uh, best part is is uh, right as the game was about to tip off, my Wi-Fi went out, oh. and uh, I wasn't able to watch like the first half of the first quarter. I was pissed. I was on the phone with Verizon right away. Did uh, Verizon eventually fix it, or what did you do? Yeah, they fixed it, but, like, they our Wi-Fi has been shitty for, like, the last, like, two to three weeks. Like, it just randomly will go. I did it today, too. They said it was fixed, and it's not. That's so so uh, if you're thinking about a uh, provider, don't don't go with Verizon. I have Verizon, too. It's awful. Like, the Wi-Fi yeah. is absolute dog shit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. I, I don't know how you, you let the Wi-Fi just keep cutting in and out, and, like, you know what's happening. Like, yeah, it has nothing to do with us. Like before these last three weeks, nothing has ever happened with at least in that regard. Yeah. So the game happened, uh-huh. and after the game, uh, a couple of my friends and I went to the casino, <laughs> right, uh, to celebrate. I won another hundred fifty dollars. I've been on fire at the casino lately. I, I it's like going to the ATM. It really is. I mean, you go in, they give you money, yeah, you leave. That confident, huh? I mean. That's just how it is. I mean, you show up, they give you money, and then you go home. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I did that. It was really weird for me. We showed up at, like, midnight. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we did that. It. And, yeah, we won. Then yesterday, I went to work. That was fun because I got to talk all my shit, just celebrating. Oh, yeah. Um, after work, I, I continued celebrations. <clears throat> I treated myself to some McDonald's. I almost <laughs> never do. Love and I ate an ungodly amount of food last night. <laughs> I had a quarter pounder, a double quarter pounder, 20 nuggets, a large fry, and a water. Because you got to have the water because you got to be healthy. You can't can't have a soda. I I, I respect it. I always and, just send it whenever I get fast food. I just get like... Uh, and now I'm here. Yeah, I mean... My, my voice is even a little odd. I mean, I'm a little... I can tell, yeah. Just a little... little um, Horse, just a little bit from all, all the screaming and celebrating. Oh, I was so hyped. That game, though, was probably like you said, one of the most stressful games I've ever watched because the Celtics didn't come out and blow the Raptors out like we all wanted them to. It, it was it was fucking close throughout the whole thing, which was infinitely worse, infinitely worse. But uh, up until like, uh, honestly, up until Jason Tatum got that rebound, I thought the Celtics could have lost the game. Right? Would you agree? Yeah. So. This is how I felt. The first quarter, I didn't get to see them go out to the early lead. I did when I tuned in. It was eleven to seven, and then they they built it a little bit more, and then Toronto figured things out. And when they figured things out, and the Celtics couldn't answer. I was like, oh geez, they're gonna lose. 
And then like halfway through the second, Marcus kind of Marcus turned it up. He made a steal, alley oop to Tatum, made another play, brought it down, uh, laid it in. Big turnaround from him just in that quick sequence there. And then I don't know, Mar- Marcus like he he's earning that captain title that he doesn't actually have, but we all give it to him. He's a legend, man. He quite literally. I don't want to say won us the game because I think him and Tatum combined to do that, but that block on Norm Powell is going to go down in Celtics history, and it's it's hard to go down in Celtics history. But I feel like a lot of like Celtics fans are going to remember that play for a long, long, long time. Like that was just iconic. The image of it is iconic too. Just him going up, meeting Powell at the rim, just boom. Especially like if you paid attention to Game Six, like the beef he had with Powell. Like, that just makes yeah. it so much better, too. So good. Yeah, it's honestly so satisfying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's so satisfying to beat this team because uh, F those guys. Yes. Nick yes. Nurse, fuck him. Mm-hmm. Fuck Kyle Lowry, that fat fuck. Kyle Lowry fouled out, too. That was huge. Kyle Lowry yeah. had a very mediocre game seven. Yeah, I mean, everyone just except like he for... is a mediocre player, as I uh, <laughs> say all the time. Everyone except for Freddie had a shit game for the Raptors, honestly. Like, Let's no one act- played well. Oh, my God, that guy. Siakam's terrible. He was awful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he's still younger. So I think Jalen Brown has a lot to do with that. I think people are yes. uh, ignoring that and just saying Siakam was bad. But Jalen Brown um, clamped him. Very good defense on this throughout the whole series. Yeah. As um, well as, I think he had a slow start in Game 7, and then he finished 10 of 17, if I'm not mistaken, so that's really good for him. I'm glad uh-huh. to see he uh, was able to bounce back from that. Yeah, he played great. Um, Nick Nurse, despise him as like just the way he acts. He's a good coach. Like I'll, I'll give him that respect because he did win a championship with the Raptors. He had Kawhi, but he also did coach, uh, coach this Raptors team to a two-seed. But his one mistake, in my opinion, that series – why the fuck wasn't Serge Ibaka playing more minutes? Like, from a Toronto perspective. Like, what? Why was Marcus yeah. Saul in the whole game? Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul and Pascal, my two favorite Raptors. I, I love those guys. I mean, honestly, how can you not love them? <laughs> you know, they go out there, they miss shots, they help you win the game, right? I love to see it. I love I those guys. I love to see it. But, like, no, seriously, why? Why? What, what was the reasoning behind not playing Ibaka, do you think? I don't know. It's it's such a tough question. I feel like there's probably some reason behind it. Maybe he's tired. I really don't know. I mean, it just didn't make sense to me. I don't know. I feel like there's always layers to every decision a coach makes. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. people will say, oh, you know, this person is good. Why aren't they playing? Or, you know, something like that. And yeah. I don't know. There's something. There's some reason that they don't play. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I'm I'm glad he didn't play because he was killing us. But hey, uh, more power to you, nurse. <laughs> so it is what it is. Siakam was terrible. I would argue that outside of maybe Serge, OG Ananobi was the best player of that series. He was he looked fucking incredible, right? Yeah, really. Him, like yeah, him and Serge are, were like Middleton throughout the mm-hmm. series. Yeah, I mean Fred VanVleet was good too. He was just inconsistent. Like, Lowry had good games in there. Van Fleet had good games, but they were just both really inconsistent. And then Siakam was just nowhere to be found. Like, and it it comes back to what you said before the series even started. You were like, who do they have that can be a closer? Because I don't think it can be Siakam. And, hey, you were right. 
in fairness to him, it, it was Lowry. Lowry, at least in game six, he, he yeah. closed the game. Well, yeah. But Lowry's uh, the best he's the best player on the team. Like I yeah. know you don't have to agree, but he is No, he's, he's still but he he sucks still. I mean you saw in game <laughs> seven. If he was good, he would have came out and he would have really been an impact player and he wasn't. True. True. Fouled out, which I mean, sometimes fouling out isn't I wouldn't say fouling out does not make you a bad player. No. Because it just means it you're happens. playing hard and sometimes yeah. you just get unlucky or whatever. Yeah, like Tice every game. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. He is not a superstar like people say. Because if he was, like people are starting to say Tatum's a superstar, Tatum came out and scored almost 30 points. Yeah, no, I don't think Kyle Lowry's a superstar. He's an all-star. I think he's an all-star caliber player. But he, I don't think he's a superstar. But uh, I'll agree with you on that point. But speaking of Tice fouling out, where the hell was that Grant Williams the whole season? Like, that was just a new monster of Grant Williams, right? Grant Williams has been playing really well in the playoffs. Holy shit. The defense great he's been making his three eight for 12 from three yeah he missed those free throws oh man oh my goodness do you know what it was i guarantee you do you know what it was where you were watching the game like intently right like you you were listening to the announcers and everything uh yeah i mean the, the announcers go he's taken two free throws this series and he's made both of them and then he breaks yeah. like that's just when like he missed he, the first oh. one i knew he was gonna i knew he was gonna miss yeah i knew he was gonna miss the second one too glad much he, pressure glad he missed the second one though because then tatum flew in like superman and saved the series, honestly. Because you know if Tatum didn't do that, Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Fleet would have hit some bullshit on the other end, right? Like, absolutely. Right. But Jason Tatum, man, clutched it up. But aside from the missed free throws, Grant Williams' defense was flawless almost. Like, yeah, I don't – you know what's funny is, like, I don't – he didn't even come into the fourth quarter. <laughs> no. I don't know why. I think going forward, I think he should get semis minutes. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, Sorry, Semi. I like Semi too. Like that's but, the thing. Like, I just Semi. Semi has not. Um, like he hasn't been able to get better. Or at least it's not that he hasn't gotten better, but he's just not performing. He's not. He hit a nice shot. three the other game, though. He hit a nice. He, did. One. he made a big three to close out the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I like Semi, but like I'm just, I will. I just don't think he's got it. Yeah, I'm not even opposed to him having a roster spot next season. It's just like I don't think he should be getting minutes right now. I understand. My, I know everyone talks about how like. Shemi Ojolay is like the same player as Grant Williams. I don't see it because like I see Shemi more as a wing and I see Grant more as a big man. And as much as Grant does have like the foot speed and lateral quickness that uh, to guard some of the guys Shemi does, I don't think they're the same player. I feel like they're very slightly different. And it's that reason. I think I'm not saying I think Shemi should be getting as many minutes as he does, but I'm saying like, I think Grant should get more of the minutes at the center, and Romeo should kind of take Shemi's minutes. I feel like that would make more sense, like in the rotations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I like Romeo. I think Romeo plays really good defense for a rookie. Yeah, and I think that's very valuable in a playoff series, especially coming up. Uh, Miami's got Jimmy Butler, good wing, Jay Crowder, who's solid. Mm-hmm. You know, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. Like, yeah. A lot of guys, a lot of guys. Um, Grant Williams only played seven minutes in Game Seven. I know seven huge minutes. That's how. That's that incredible. It, like he just he just sits the whole game. They put him in. He's like, all right, man, cool, and he just he just performs. That felt like he played twenty minutes plus, like easily. I think he deserves a lot more credit for that catch he made on the pass from Kemba that ended up getting the foul. Yes, at the end because yes, that was that a was tough not catch. An easy pass. Yes. One thing I think he deserves credit on. 
I don't know exactly when it was, but I know it was in the fourth because he didn't play until the fourth, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the offensive rebound he got that he kicked. Yeah, he got there. a couple big ones. Yeah, those were huge. And like without those, the Celtics don't get that extra possession. They don't get Brian that Rob extra put out that the Celtics didn't even make a field goal for the last five twenty two of the game. Really? Yeah. They and that's why I was worried when they were up to like ten. Yeah, because they couldn't make a shot. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't make a shot. And like Crazy. Toronto was coming back. Wow. I mean, if you look at, like, the scores throughout the game, the Celtics had a pretty decent handle on it, but, like, you could tell with, like, watching it that that game could have flipped a switch at any point in time. Like, the Raptors could have just made a run, and it would have been over for Boston. But luckily, thank God, the Raptors aren't clutch. (laughs) It's as simple as that. And it it really was, like you said uh, on Friday, the defense won us that game and won us the series, like, by far. Right. Like that that defensive showing from the whole team was just so good. Jalen Brown on Siakam. Uh Grail Williams blocked Van Vliet's Hail Mary shot, right? Like uh Daniel Tice was good. Marcus Smart obviously with the block. Tatum's good defensively. Kemba Walker didn't look awful. Like he didn't get cooked that game. It, it was just good effort all around. So uh huge yeah. props. I I don't have a problem with well, let me rephrase that. I don't think Kemba getting cooked on defense is anything to do with his effort. Yes, I agree. But uh, now that we're on the topic, what the fuck is wrong with Kemba? Like, what is up with him? (laughs) Uh, I think he'll be fine in this next series. I just think he's had a lot of, uh, you know, tough defensive matchups. Yeah, I mean, I guess. And in fairness to Kemba, he kind of made some shots when he needed to. Yeah, he made made a big three to start off the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. I think he had a step back in the fourth as well. He, did, yep. he, he had did. a big step back in game six. I mean, and he's one. still clutch even when he's off. Exactly. So that's what you need him to be, his clutch. Uh, that mid-range step back cardiac Kemba thing is just his bread and butter, really. Like he, yeah, it's funny. He, if he ever, Anytime he gets the shot off, it's going in. Oh, no yeah. matter what. It, it, like, oh, yeah. It's crazy. Even if he's having a bad game, you just he takes that shot, you know it's going to go in. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, a question I've seen floating around Twitter recently. Uh, Gordon Hayward obviously could come back in this Eastern Conference Finals series. Uh, it sounds good, so good to say, by the way, that we're in the Eastern Conference Finals again. But uh, I thought you were going to say that Gordon Hayward's coming back, but yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, both things feel really good, but does he start or should he start? What do you think? I heard them talk about this on the radio. Um, yeah. I want to say last week. And... It's an interesting call because Marcus has been playing so well in the starting role. Yeah. It's so, tough. I mean, I say, I mean, I don't think it matters. I think him being there is just an impact. And I was talking I, to, yeah. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Toronto had the small ball lineup going mm-hmm. throughout that series. Yep. And that's something the Celtics could do with I Tatum agree. in the center. You know, I would say Brown at the center because he's better at guarding the big man. Well, but... whatever you say, right? No, yeah, I understand. He's got, yeah. he's he's got the um, the ability to run small, the height to rebound, and he's yes, he's been a great rebounder. Him and Brown have yeah. both done a tremendous job at rebounding in this series. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. Um, so especially against a team like Miami, when Bam Adebayo is only six nine, anyways. So like, 
he's obviously exactly. very he's a dynamic center he's an all-star possibly all nba this season but yeah uh, bam is for sure better than anyone on toronto yeah but it's it's nice and refreshing that he's a little bit shorter Yes, but um, Jimmy Butler is going to be the best player, in my opinion, that we faced these playoffs, uh, aside from maybe Embiid, but when Embiid has no help, he's kind of useless. So uh, I would argue Butler is going to be the biggest challenge for the Celtics so far. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think Jimmy Butler's had a tremendous playoffs. He's definitely making a big splash, and he's a hard worker. We always know that. Um, he's going to be tough, but I think one thing that really benefits the Celtics is that he's – I mean, Jay Crowder is a good defender as well, and yes. so is Andre off the bench. Mm-hmm. But in terms of who's going to guard Kemba or even who's going to guard Jalen Brown, you know, you're probably going to see Butler play Tatum. Yeah, obviously. I mean, dude, Kemba's going to eat Hero and Robinson alive. So is Brown, man. Like, who's going to guard either one of them? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think any of them keep up with the dynamic – uh, play of the Celtics. I, I think, think I think Toronto was the toughest matchup for the Celtics. And people, Miami has been playing so well. Yes, but like Toronto over these last like two seasons has always just been a tough. The Celtics played really well against them in the regular season, but they've been a tough matchup. They play hard. Miami plays hard too. Yes, but in terms of gritty defensive players, like Van Vliet's small, but he's definitely still a gritty defender. Obviously yeah. Lowry. Then you've got OG. You've got Siakam, like all of those guys can defend. Yes. Miami, you've got Butler, Jimmy Butler. Bam. Jay Crowder. Bam's the center. I mean, that's that's different. I mean, uh, to me, the center spot does not matter for defense, at least in terms of our strength, strong Okay, players. yeah, that makes sense. Um, Iggy, maybe. Yeah, he's off the bench. Like, I mean, they got three guys. I just named four in the starting lineup for Toronto. And then you've got Norman Powell, who's an all right defender off the bench for Toronto. Yeah. You've got, oh, who else? Ibaka, that prick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Terrence Davis is solid. Um, they got guys. I, I know what you're saying. The depth, uh, especially on defense, is much more difficult to deal with uh, for Toronto matchup-wise. But before we move into fully talking about the Heat, is there anything else you want to bring up or relive from Game 7? Oh, let me think. I just... I don't know. It, it was a really great performance. I really wish that, uh, you know, the Celtics got to have some home games here, though. Yeah. I'd love obviously. to have the Garden going for an Eastern Conference Finals. Me too. Me too. I saw a lot of people complaining about, like, uh, Damari Carroll tweeted out. He was like, uh, you know, if this game was in Toronto, I think Toronto wins. The Toronto fans alone give you, like, five points, a five-point advantage. Get the fuck like, out of here. <laughs> well, I don't disagree with that. I, I think this uh, Toronto would have played better if they were at home, but like yeah, Celtics, yeah. Celtics wouldn't have dropped uh, three home games. Neither would Toronto would not have lost all their home games. Yeah, either, but I think exactly. Okay, so you go by the rule of thumb that he put out, right? Five points. Sure. Okay, Celtics are still going to take game one in yep. that case. They're still right? going to take game five. Yeah. So, and I don't think they drop either of the games at the Garden. Exactly. So, I mean, the Celtics would win in five. I I don't think that's an issue. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, and say cause... say they do say they do lose one. I don't think they lose. Um, game uh... game six at the Garden. Mm-hmm. I agree. So like the, his argument is valid, I guess, for Toronto, but you got to make it for the Celtics too, because that the TD Garden is just as big of an impact as whatever Scotiabank is. I, mean, it? I think the Celtics have the best home court in the NBA. I agree. That's not bias. I think no, I, I think our fans at the Garden are just something I special. I agree. 
I, I really do agree too. Uh, I feel like other. I'm trying to think of other arenas that could compete with that energy. Uh, uh, I think. I think. Um, oh my God, who is Denver? It? I, think I think the Warriors have really good fans. Yeah, yeah. I think Denver does too. Uh, uh, the Nuggets have really good home fans. Um, obviously, I guess the Lakers, but that's just because I, I don't think Staples is that much of an advantage, actually, and that's not biased either. Yeah. I think there's too many celebrities that come and sure, it's a distraction. Uh, you know, like it's just like more of an event than a game. Yeah, I guess I see that. Fair enough. Uh, Portland I think, has good fans. Yep. OKC has really good fans too. The Thunder. Yeah, they're loud as well. Anyways, though, uh, Celtics huge game seven win. Super happy. On to the Heat. Uh, we like talked about it a little bit, but uh, how do you see the Celtics matching up with the Heat as a whole? Like, just talk about it in one one thought, I guess. I'll tell you more after Game One. <laughs> Fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I just feel like it's such a better matchup than Toronto. I like, agree. Even, even going into the Toronto series, I remember one of my friends was like, "Oh, it's Toronto it should be easy." And mm-hmm. like, I was like, "Ah, man, like Toronto is, you know, a solid team that always gives the Celtics fits." Yes, Miami. Does Miami really get the Celtics fits? Except for that one game where they didn't have Jimmy. But I just think that's because the Celtics were just not playing at their best because they didn't have Jimmy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that that's my theory right there. I, that that is my that's where I put pin the loss is right. The Celtics play down to other teams' levels all the time. Uh huh. Yeah. So I think that's exactly where you could put the loss. But anytime Miami had Jimmy Butler, the Celtics came to play. And I'm not I'm not counting out Miami because obviously Me neither. Play yeah, I think great I think basketball it's going to be a competitive series still. But I just think the Celtics having all those offensive weapons, like I mentioned, like we t- talked about all series last series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got that advantage, and then you've got um the ma- the matchups are better. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to have somebody hassling Kemba the whole time. So somebody hassling every single player. Mm-hmm. It's just not exactly. going to happen. Exactly. You, have, you actually have defensive liabilities on Miami. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I was like thinking, I was deep in my thoughts for a second there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about like who the Heat have played. And obviously the Bucks was a big shock to everybody. That didn't really surprise me too, too much. Like the, the fact that they beat him in five and like dominated so much surprised me a little, but that, I was, that was surprised. the story in the media. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't think they would dominate, but I thought they had a chance to win. I thought they I mean, were going to win. That's what everyone was saying. That was the talk of, yeah. You know. It's because if you think about the way the, the heat play, they don't have, like you said, a ton of great defenders. They have like, like they're a good defensive team is what it is, but they don't have a ton of great individual defenders. They have Butler, they have Bam in the paint, and they have Iggy and Jay Crowder, and then outside of that, it's kind of like meh on defense. J- uh, Derek Jones Jr. is good too, but he doesn't get that much playing time. So they can use he those was hurt. players. Is he not hurt? No, he's playing. He just didn't play a lot. But he, he played one game against Milwaukee where he actually played really well on defense. That's why I brought it up. But uh, they can use those good players and even some of their lesser defenders, to make a wall against Giannis and then leave everyone else semi-open and just rotate and close out on them, right? Because they're not going to make a ton of shots. Like, Eric Bledsoe is not going to kill you from three every game. Uh, Middleton was struggling, so they didn't have to worry about him too much. It was really just worry about Giannis, and then Brooke Lopez got hot, but you, you live with that when Giannis isn't making shots. But against the Celtics, what do you do? Make a wall against Tatum and then hope Kemba and Jalen Brown miss shots? Like, that's not how it works. You can't You can't do that. Yeah, Toronto did a very good job at uh, picking someone to 
really key on. I think it was Kemba a lot. They were playing box and one on Kemba. Yes. Like this is all stuff that um, makes it so I think that Kemba's going to have a better series. No, yeah, I agree. I think Kemba is due for a big game. And if the Heat do choose to pick on Kemba, kind of like the Raptors did, then Tatum and Brown are just going to go off again, right? Like they're not going to slow down. Yeah. I think and Jalen Brown deserves all the credit because he was able to bounce back really well after a rough game four for the rest of the series. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know what else there's to really say. Like, I guess you could go into depth about the bench. Cause that's what really does worry me about uh, Miami. Just like it worried me about, worried me about Toronto. But uh, as you see, we took care of Toronto. So what's the key defensively in this series? Cause obviously against Toronto it was slowing them down on transition. Cause that's where they were hot. What's the key in this one? I really think uh, the Celtics did a good job at. Um, oh my God. Yeah, they've done a good job at their rotations. Brad has done a great job making yeah. sure Kemba or Tatum is along with Brown. Like two of the three are usually on the court at the same time. Yeah. And Marcus was a really great player in the Toronto series. Mm-hmm. So that helped as well. But Brad Wanamaker's been pretty solid. You can't complain about him. He's been making his shots. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think rotations are going to be the biggest thing this series because if you watched any of the games, uh, the Heat and the Bucks, the Heat's three-point shooting is absurd. It's some of the best in the league. Not looking forward to it. Yeah, no. I, um, I really hate three-pointers. Did you watch any of the games? Uh, no, not really. Their best score? That was a boring oh. series to me. I enjoyed watching the Heat. I think they're a fun team to watch. If they weren't playing the Celtics, I would be rooting for them against whoever they played. I'll put it that way. But uh, obviously, fuck the Heat. <laughs> uh, Goran Dragic has been their best offensive player, and it has. I do know that. I think he. I know he's been good. They'll yeah, put Marcus yeah. on him though. Yes. Yeah, and that's going to be an easier matchup. I think they maybe have... you'll see Marcus on Jimmy Butler. I don't know. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they had like Wesley Matthews or whoever on him for that series. Maybe Eric Bledsoe when he wasn't hurt, but. It wasn't <laughs> too hard of a matchup for him to deal with. So uh, I expect big things from Marcus. And it's just a matter of who are they going to put Kemba on? I guess they could just have – honestly, they could have Kemba follow around Duncan Robinson because Kemba's effort's never been an issue, and Duncan Robinson's not really too – not going to beat you off the dribble. Yeah, he's just one-dimensional. And if Kemba can run around and get in his face on threes, I think that's fine. But Duncan Robinson does scare me because he is – he is special. That dude hits his shots no matter what. So maybe you stick. Oh, that's tough. I was gonna say you could stick Jalen Brown on him, but that's hard too, because you want to put Jalen on like a Jimmy or something. Huh? That is tough. I don't know, man. Uh, maybe stick like. No, honestly, yeah, stick Kemba on like Jay Crowder, Jalen on Duncan. Smart yeah, on Jay, Jay Crowder's not going to beat you off the dribble really either, exactly. even though he can. Maybe no, yeah. back to when he was on the Celtics. I mean, he yeah. he's all right. He's a solid player. Would you play? Kind of miss that. I feel like Jay Crowder would actually be a pretty good fit on this team. Off the yeah, I've, I've said that before. I agree. I think. I, think I also I'm think Rondo would be a great fit on this team, at least yeah. the way he's been playing. That's not yeah. really a hot take because he's been really playing well, but yeah. I think he'd be interesting to have as a backup point guard. He could teach yeah. Tremont Waters and Carson Edwards some things. Yeah, he would be. 
better distributor of the ball than Watermaker, but he wouldn't be as good of a shooter as Watermaker is. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, I've been on record saying I, I think Jay Crowder was the uh, thing that I regret giving up most in the Isaiah Thomas trade in hindsight, if you think about it. Like, if well, we could... I don't think Jay Crowder would have stuck around. No, um, yeah, that's also true. Because Gordon Hayward was going to sign for the Celtics, and that was his spot. And before yeah. that happened, he was not happy about the uh, rumors. Damn. Oh, yeah, he had some, like, weird beef with Gordon, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't like that people were uh, cheering on Gordon. Like, they, I remember he got introduced to the Garden when he, mm-hmm. his last game on Utah at the, gar- at the Garden. People were cheering him when he got introduced. Yeah, yeah. About that. Whatever. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I don't blame him. Yeah, no, I, I'd I be kind of pissed. Hey, worked out well, though. that's not how I am. I don't. I, when I was playing basketball, I was just happy to be on the team. But uh, <laughs> uh, any NBA player has a different mindset than me. Obviously, that's why they're where they are. Yeah, I feel it is what it is. Um, I was going to ask you something. Oh yeah, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? Who would you rather have guard Jimmy Butler? Rather have uh, Jalen Brown. Okay. Yeah, I, I would agree. But then would you stick Tatum on Duncan Robinson then and just have Kemba guard uh, Jay? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'd probably – that's tough because you don't want to wear out Tatum. I think Tatum has been the more uh, effective offensive player for the Celtics. I agree, yeah. But then again, he, yeah, I think you you put Kemba on Duncan Robinson. You have him chase him around. You don't want okay. Tatum using all that energy. But then I feel like Brad's going to end up sticking Kemba on Goran Dragic. Just like he did, like he put Kemba on Fred, right? Or was it Kyle? He put him on somebody. One of well, those. That's two. because he had to. <laughs> yeah, he had I to guess. Pick a, he had to pick one of them. In this case, he doesn't really have to do that. You know, yeah, he has true. to. True. We'll see. I, I'm a, I'm anxious to see what he does uh, defensively because offensively, I think it's just a matter of good ball movement. And like Adam said for Game 7, I think getting to the paint is going to be huge in this series because obviously Bams is the best defender they have outside of Jimmy, and he is in the paint. But if the Celtics can work their magic around Bam and get to get to the rim, I think they're good at drawing fouls, and I think that could put Bam in some trouble early because their backup center, dog shit. Kelly. Yeah, like that's not going to be a defensive presence. Yeah. So I think – and Brad's been usually leaving one of the three, like Kemba, Jalen, or Jason, on the floor at all times. So whoever's in the game when Kelly Olynyk is at center can feast, right? Like, Yeah. So I don't think that's going to be too big of an issue. Who do you see scaring you most off of Miami's bench? Uh, I have my answer. I was curious to see what you'd say first. Uh. Tyler Hero comes off the bench, right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's mine. Tyler Hero's been amazing. He's just been... He, he's been exactly what they've needed off the bench. He's one of their leading scorers. I'm pr- pulling up his stats now. He averaged, in the playoffs so far, he's averaging 15-5-3 on 41% from the field and 40% from three. He's, like, on fire. So, what did the Celtics do about him? Because the the Heat have been closing. I, I'm out sure games. he'd love to play Marcus. Yeah, Mar- but, Marcus will fix him. I'm sure. But then, who do they put on Gorin? Well, they probably won't be on the floor at the same time. Well, to close games, a they lot. Have, they have been. They have close. been. Yeah, they they've been rolling out lineups of like Goran Dragic, Duncan Robinson, uh, Tyler, Jay Crowder, and 
uh, Bam, I believe, something like that. Jimmy. Oh yeah, Jimmy. Sorry, the, I, I don't think you'll probably see Duncan. I don't think Duncan's been, or Jay maybe not be closing out. I think it's Tyler instead of Jay. Oh, okay. or, all right. Or, so or like Tyler instead of Duncan. Better. Yeah. If it's Tyler instead of Jay, right? Then you put either Tatum or Brown on Trojans. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it, would, it would go. It would go Marcus on, uh, or you know whoever you want to choose, right? Yeah. Yeah. I so think either Marcus, 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 and Jalen take the two guards, uh, or or maybe Tatum. Oh, I lied! I lied. It's been Harrow instead of Duncan to close out games. Unless Duncan's hot, then it's instead of Jay. Spolster's big on whoever's hot plays the minutes, I believe. So that's pretty big, because like if Harrow's not hot, he won't play the end of the game. But then if Jay's not hot, he won't play the end. It's Jay Crowder, Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, pick two, and two of them finish the game. Do you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting. There, there's an answer for whatever matchup it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, but those five players, Gorin, uh, Duncan, Crowder, Butler, Adebayo, and Harrow all play 30-plus every game, usually. Unless unless Duncan Robinson's not hot, then he'll play like 15. But Has those... Kendrick Nunn been playing? There was a lot of talk around him. Not a lot, no. He's playing like 10 minutes a night from what I'm looking at. So, no, sir. He is not playing. I think the Celtics are really well equipped to take on this team. I agree, and they showed that in the regular season. Before like, I'm not trying to take them lightly, but like really none of those names other than Jimmy Butler really scare me. I mean, I know Duncan's a really good shooter, and so is Hero, so is Drogic. But like, I just feel like, man, like, Celtics really just had their hands full. <laughs> like, no, yeah, I agree. And the fact that they came out on top just tells the whole story, right? Shorthanded, might you? Uh, yeah, exactly. I add. I don't know if Gordon Hayward will be back for game one, but we'll be back at some point. I think yeah. the Celtics really need to win game one. They win. I game agree. One. I think that was huge in the Toronto series too. Even though uh, the Raptors were able to come back, obviously, but. I think if the Celtics don't take game one, I'm very nervous about that series. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be competitive at least. Think of it like this, right? Yeah. Um, that that was the first time the Celtics ever beat a higher seed than them under Brad. Really? Yep. I guess it's because we've been the one seed a lot. Let's see. So the first – so they made the playoffs in 2015. They lost to Cleveland. 2016, they lost to Atlanta. 2017, they were number one seed. 2018, they were the number two seed. 2019, they were the four seed, and they didn't beat the Bucs. I mean, that, that says something. That says something about this team. And yeah, yeah. a lot of people were even... talking about this is the biggest win since uh, Cleveland in 2010 when they beat LeBron and made him leave. And I see where they're coming from. I didn't even realize that. That's actually huge. What the hell? Yeah. That was a Grandy stat from Twitter. Sean Grandy tweeted that out. That um, yeah. well, he didn't tweet out that they were the only higher seed they beat, but he, the, you know, he tweeted out like the win percentage and stuff. And then I thought about that. No, yeah, that's crazy. Holy shit! I apologize. Oh, I apologize if you can hear me uh, tearing up my paychecks. <laughs> that's mad funny. No, did I rip the fine. paycheck. I did rip the paycheck. You gotta be shitting me. <laughs> and it's the biggest one I have. That's all right. We'll be all right. I'm trying to think, is there anything else you wanted to talk about, about Game 7 or the Heat series? This doesn't have to be a super long episode. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. I'm just really excited. I'm excited to have a new series. Me too. I'm so sick of watching them play Toronto. 
I hate Nick it's Nurse. It's so irritating to watch. I, I, I hate the complaining. It's just we talked I, about it with Adam. On, I literally hate the complaining so much. No, yeah, I tweeted. When um, I played basketball. I, I was not someone to complain. Ever. I agree. I didn't complain either. But then again, I didn't play uh, high school basketball, so <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, I, I tweeted out the morning after Game Seven. I was like, "Damn, waking up to Nick Nurse not being in the playoffs really is something, huh?" <laughs> like, he's just such an asshole, dude. Can't stand him. I my tweet aged super well. How can you not love him? Now I know. So, what we learned, Jack? This is I, why this is why you don't support people on other teams since they've already been on the Celtics. So, do you think I should just tweet out "fuck Eric Spolstra" before the series? I mean, you already. I mean, actually, I mean, I don't mind Spolstra because <laughs> yeah, no. he's not really a whiny person. Exactly. But, exactly. But I remember when you know he, he was coaching. He reminds you of Brad a little bit, honestly. They're very similar. I think they're both like. Like, everyone talks about Brad being the next pop, but honestly, Spolstra is, like, the next pop and has been, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know about that. I, I think he's a good coach, but I don't think he's had the same success that Popovich has had. Yeah. Especially yeah. in terms of building the team from the ground up. Like, Popovich, all the San Antonio talent was homegrown. It wasn't like he had signings or anything. Like, Dwayne Wade was a homegrown talent. But Spolstra True. didn't draft Dwayne Wade. He was not the coach when Dwayne Wade got drafted. He he did have uh, LeBron and Bosch show up and join the team. This team, this is the most impressive Spolster team, I think, that he's had uh, success I agree. Yes, yes. You want to give him credit. Yeah, and I think this is the most impressive Boston team Brad's had success with, if you think about it. Like, overall. Uh, I don't know about that. No, but like. I think the 2017 team is uh, not as good as this team. They were the one seed. I agree. Okay, yeah. I think I kind of forgot about that era i don't know how i forgot about it isaiah thomas was no yeah yeah team. yeah i agree you're right. I mean, I it. Al horford but i don't know it, it's tough this this team is really actually really good yeah they've I'm, got i mean I'm, I'm thinking of like smart tatum and brown have all been homegrown is kind of like where my mentality is at like because yeah. all right that's good good call because like kemba obviously you got hayward you got canter you got but other than that also important role players have been homegrown as well tice yeah. tice celtics found him yeah the uh, celtics really only have williams three, only three drafted. players have been gifted to the celtics right like kemba hayward and canter outside of that it's all homegrown talent right uh i can't think of anybody else kemba i said that kemba hayward and ennis canter that's oh, it i thought you said someone else yeah and that's that's one of my favorite things about the Celtics team is that um, they all kind of have Celtic. I don't know. They understand what it's like to be a Celtic. They understand. Mm-hmm. Why is this paycheck so small? Yeah, it's like uh, they have that mentality. They have the right mentality. They understand what it's like to be a Celtic. And I, I really appreciate the culture that Brad has been able to implement. Marcus has been able to lead. Kemba has been a great leader. The Jays are so mature. Um, I don't know if you saw that Jalen Brown said – it's an honor to play with Tatum. I did that see, that. Cool see that. That was great. Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, before we end this off, uh, I wanted to bring up one thing to you. I don't know if you saw this. I tweeted it out on Twitter. Uh, I tweeted out, let's see exactly what I said. I said, Dear Adam Silver, can we reopen the trade deadline so Miami can do this trade before Tuesday? Thank you. Sincerely, the city of Boston. Because trade? a Heat fan posted on Twitter that the Heat should jump on this trade immediately. <clears throat> Let me say, he said, the Heat should give up 
Goran Dragic, Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robinson, Kelly Olynyk in a second round pick for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> so let, let me rephrase that. The, the Heat should give up all of their shooting for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> who can't shoot and put him with Jimmy Butler, who's also not a great shooter. <laughs> exactly. I saw a Heat fan tweet. Yes, let's do this. So Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook can combine for 11% from three every night. <laughs> Oh, man. I love crazy fucking Heat fans. Uh, anyways, uh, that's all I really wanted to talk about for the series and Game 7. Is there anything else you had in mind before we wrap this up here? Uh, no. No? All right, then. Well, you guys can follow me at Bannertown Jack. Uh, follow the podcast at underscore from the rafters on Twitter. Uh, and then follow Bannertown USA at Bannertown USA on Twitter. We got some exciting things coming, uh, new writers, new pieces, more content coming at you. So it should be good. Uh, go Celtics. Fuck the heat. Big wins. Uh, I expect Tatum Brown and Kemba to come out in full force and Marcus Smart to continue doing Marcus Smart things. So Sam over to you. Um, follow me at Bannertown Sam. Um, I'm very happy to have some days to relax here without being stressed. And uh, yeah, that's our show for today. Bye.